Hi, this is Stuart Weems, and thanks for listening to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy-to-understand insights, strategies, and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. In this episode, I'd like to talk about how bad does a dud property need to be for it to warrant divestment. So how bad a performance does it have to have for it to be worth selling? Obviously, if we're going to sell property, you know, we've got some costs to consider, perhaps capital gains tax, stamp duty selling costs, maybe we need to do repairs, we need to market the property, staging, all this sort of stuff. Uh, Obviously, it takes a lot of time and energy. Um, Then we've got to deal with the tax treatment at the end of the year with our accountants. So it's not necessarily a simple and easy process. And we want to make sure that if we're going to divest of a property, that it's going to be worthwhile. So how bad a performance does it have to be to make it worthwhile? And that's what I'd like to talk about in this episode of the podcast. Uh, So first, let's define what I'm talking about when I say dud property. So dud property is really, in my view, anything that isn't producing investment grade returns. And investment grade returns really about the capital growth rate. So what you're looking for is a capital growth rate of around 7 to 10% per annum on average over a long period of time. That's assuming inflation's in the sort of 2 to 3% band. Obviously, as I'm recording this in 2018, it's a little bit less than that at the moment. If you haven't owned the property for 10 to say 10 to 15 years, then really the past growth isn't necessarily a, a reliable and meaningful indicator. And in that case, what you need to do is compare it to similar properties in the similar area um, to see how it's performed in comparison to the, not the overall market, but that sector of the market that that property resides in. And what you're looking for is outperformance. That is, it's doing better than the average. Uh, as I said at the beginning, there's some costs to consider. So you've got selling costs, which are going to include agent selling fees, marketing, advertising, repairs that you need to make to the property to get it ready for sale. There's going to be capital gains tax. Essentially, the best way to do a rule of thumb calculation of the capital gains tax is to work out what your net gain is. So net of uh, acquisition costs and selling costs, what are the, what's the gross gain that you're going to make and multiply that by 23.5% and that'll give you a good estimate of your capital gains tax that you need to pay. So if your gross gain, net gain I should say, is $100,000, then $23,500 will be your capital gains tax bill. And then obviously purchasing costs such as stamp duty, potentially buyer's agent fees and so forth that you need to pay if you're going to get back into the market after you've sold. So let's get on to my analysis. What I did is modelled a, a certain scenario and the scenario goes along the lines of this. The investor purchased their property in 1991 for $141,000. It's currently worth, the property is currently worth $650,000. So that equates to a 5.8% capital growth rate over that period of ownership. Their loan against the property is only $145,000. So the property's income, gross rental income is about $22,000, but net of expenses and interest, it's positive about $10,000 a year. So it's putting money in the investor's pocket. The median growth rate in Melbourne, where the property is located, over the same period of time, that's the median, a whole bunch of good and bad properties, was 7.1%. Remember, the property's growth rate was 5.8%, so it's underperformed the median, which isn't good news. Uh, What I did is I compared what happens if they sold the property, paid the capital gains tax, which is about $115,000, and then used those net proceeds to repay their home loan, and then just borrowed to invest in a brand new property. 
what I worked out is the growth rate needs to be around about 2% or more for them to be better off. So remember this property grew at a rate of 5.8%. So what we need to do is buy a property that's going to grow at a rate of 7.8% or more for us to be better off. Now, if we're looking at a particular property and the growth rate was a lot less than 5.8, if it's, for example, 4% or 2%, then just add 2% to that and that's all you need to do to be better off. Um, so if this investor is confident they can go out and use their asset selection skills or use a professional, which I think makes sense, um, and they can buy a property that's going to grow at 8% or more compounding, then they're certainly better off to divest of this property and turn it over. A couple of things you need to consider when looking at this. The relative to performance of your investment property and the length of time you've owned it. So if you've owned it for a long period of time and the performance has been really poor, let's say 2% growth, it's a no-brainer. You've got to sell that thing. If you've owned the property for a relatively short period of time and it's been okay, maybe you need to hang on to it a little bit longer. You think about your the amount of your home loan and the amount of equity in property. Because you're faced with a situation where you've got investment property with a lot of equity and you've got a relatively large home uh, loan amount, then then potentially divesting of that property makes really good sense because it allows you to reduce your home loan. The amount of CGT that you're about to pay, so obviously we don't like to pay tax, but if there's no tax involved, then it makes the decision a little bit easier. And then you need to consider your borrowing capacity and, and existing cash flow at the moment so that if it comes time to replace the investment, uh, do you have the capacity to be able to do that? And you certainly want to know that before you uh, make your decision. Uh, so in the show notes, I've included links, as always, to the graph and chart and my analysis. So if you want to delve a little deeper into this, have a look at it. But if you've got a, a dud investment property, then it's certainly uh, important to consider what you need to do with that long term. Bye for now.